I just made a word up. That's so funny. <laughs> we just became a conglomerate. <laughs> Where did that word come from? More than five letters. More yeah, than five not, letters. That's, that's, right. that's five syllables. That's more than five letters. My husband works with computers, and that is very different <laughs> than ministry. Yeah. So I can throw something out, and you can say, that's stupid, Kay. We have a severe case of collective ADD. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Community and connection have been vitally important because, you know, if you do it by yourself, it's all your fault. There were 15 of us in a tiny room. With- we have no idea how professional or unprofessional this thing may turn out once we're done with it. Check, check one, two. With this thing on, welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. My name is Chris Lynch, host of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast, and I'm joined today uh, by Kay Wolfinger and Laura McLean. Say hello, ladies. Hello, looking forward to a fantastic conversation today as we are uh, deep in the throes of springtime today. We thought we would deal with or talk about um, something that every leader has to deal with on some level, whether you have to lead them or have to participate in them or both. And that is uh, the wonderful world of meetings. And basically, to just have some conversation from our standpoint of what are some things that um, as leaders we should avoid when planning meetings and avoid when we're part of meetings. And then maybe also some things that we have found that are um, helpful tips and, and and ways to approach meetings to, to so that they're not dreaded by those we lead uh, and those sort of things um, as, as a way of, of jumping into this. Tell me, do you guys have a story of, of like a miserable meeting that you've been a part of or 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 a, or a great meeting? I guess we could go positive. We won't be so negative here on the Cultivating Ministry podcast. You guys have anything that jumps out at you as a, as a just a miserable meeting or a great meeting? I was just very say- recently <laughs> a part of a miserable meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that may, that, I will not, I will neither confirm nor deny that that is why we're having this conversation. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny that. Tensions were high. Patience was short. People were snippy and it was just uncomfortable for everyone yeah. and things didn't get solved. So yeah. terrible meeting. Done. I, I, I've been a part of many of these, but I, for mm-hmm. me, I, there's nothing worse than than sitting in a meeting for half an hour, an hour, whatever it is, and leaving and thinking, "What did we just accomplish?" Uh huh. Or yes. or thinking, we could have done that via email. Right. <laughs> well, I want to know um, what half an hour meetings you're a part of. Well. Yeah, that's probably wow. true. You're yeah. lucky. I don't know that. that I said that. <laughs> Two hours that, later. Yeah, that's probably not yeah. true. I, I should probably be. <laughs> like, if I'm being honest, you're doing? probably right. Yeah, that's a good call. Way to call me out. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. That and Google. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Google Queen, um, baby. I think that meetings that are just reporting on things Mm. is like come on that can just be an email just send me an email with those reports i don't need to sit and listen to you talk about it you know there should be some synergy and um some excitement when you're meeting synergy like that word that's a good word sat word of the day alert alert (laughs) we have a winner (laughs) 
Mm, seriously, yeah. though, I think energy that you know, that's you should if you're coming together, especially now in the if you're especially if you're face to face, you know, yeah. there should be some really good stuff happening. So and, um, yeah. maybe a follow up to that to kind of jump, just jump in is what what in your mind creates what creates energy or good energy? Obviously, Laura just experienced <laughs> some stuff that was negative energy. What creates good energy? or helpful energy in a meeting in your mind? What does that look like? I think a clearly defined purpose of the meeting is a great way to start. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if we're all just getting together because we've got this meeting on the calendar, it turns into what you were talking about, Chris, just like, why Mm -hmm. were we here? Yeah, that's good. So create. Yeah, I agree. Make sure you have a clear purpose. Anything else you can think of that creates energy? I think also everyone having um, a part, playing a part. So um, getting everyone to speak is important, I think. Um, And that takes some creativity and thought ahead of time. Yep. I I think, too, one thing I would add to those two, which are great, is, you know, we, we tend to, in the ministry world, church world, for lack of a better term, whether it's a a uh, a board meeting or a you know committee meeting, whatever it is, we we tend to there's this I don't know format general format that is let's get together at the time of the meeting. Let's say it's noon. Well, let's say it's six thirty in the evening. Nobody meets at noon in the church. We get together six thirty. Somebody has a devotion. They read Chicken Soup for the Soul. Or nowadays it's God, uh-huh. God, <laughs> Jesus calling. Uh huh. And then they pray, and then we get right into the business. And I, I, I'm not anti-Jesus calling. I'm probably a little more anti-Chicken Soup for the Soul. Um, I guess they won't be sponsoring us. Do what? I guess they won't be sponsoring us. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I mean, it's not chicken bad. It's just not my cup of tea. But, and I'm, not, I'm definitely not anti-prayer, so those are not bad things. But I think some of that energy, I've, I've as I've met with churches recently over the last year or so, and talked about effective meetings and those kind of things. I've always been like, what? How can we? And to go back to Kay's point of getting everyone involved, rather than doing a devotion of doing a check in of mm-hmm. how's life, how's your walk with God, where have you seen God since our last meeting, those sort of things, because that that probably does in my mind when done well. Um, helps center you around the, yep. the the faith, but also gives you an opportunity to get to know and to hear about what's going on in the life of those participants. Mm-hmm. And so you build a relationship, which I think, um, whether it's on a staff meeting or or in a committee meeting that meets less frequently or has less interaction as, as than a staff might, because they're working together day to day, you're building that community and building those relationships, which to me are it, it, it we've taught a lot or, or several times in the past about my um one of my key things is is vulnerability it gives folks an opportunity to 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 give to be vulnerable to one another which builds relationships which then builds trust and you know patrick lencioni as i've talked about before on here is and his five dysfunctions of a team talks about trust and, and if we don't have trust you don't have healthy conflict and um yeah, so I think that's another way too is to to do some of that, as I would say, is what that creates energy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what, what are other than just obvious the obvious negatives of what we just said what what are some things that to avoid in meetings that or what are some things that if if you do on a regular basis um what are some things to avoid when 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 meetings that that are pitfalls i guess for lack of a better term i mean I this one a... go ahead go, okay there you go well, no you go um yeah you go laura go laura Okay, this one is just kind of an easy peasy, straightforward one. Easy peasy. But easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, but keep it, set a time and keep to it. Because <laughs> if you don't respect people's time, they're not going to want to participate in the future. Yeah. So if you say this is going to be a one hour meeting, it's a one hour meeting. Don't just yep. go however you want to. And to that point, one of the I, best I, things, one of the best things I've seen in that is when you do an agenda, which I would mm -hmm. say that's another thing. Yes. You know, when you have an mm -hmm. agenda, is by each agenda item, put like a time beside that. So mm -hmm. let's say you start a meeting at 6.30 and you're going to check in with everybody. Then, you know, you do uh, welcome at 6.30, prayer, and then check in. And outside of checking, put 6.45. And then the next agenda item is, uh, let's say, calendaring. We're going to be done by that by 7. And then you you have that lined out like that because then as the, as the leader, it, it – well, especially for somebody like me who I am by nature a procrastinator and I've got a deadline, I'll follow. I did this this last week. So I had to, I was, I, my my church is doing a, a series of meetings around what it means to be UMC. And so I had, I had an hour and I had five characteristics I had to cover in that hour. And so I was like, okay, if I do 12 minutes each, that's my hour. And so now I didn't have an agenda. Nobody else had seen this, but in my mind it was, okay. Yeah. So for 12 minutes and I'm watching, I'm looking at the clock every so often. I'm like, I got through two and 25 minutes. I'm like, I'm on pay. I'm on pace. It helps with the pacing. It also helps you too. Um, of you can get things done quicker, but also when you get to that, that time or getting close to that time, it's okay. Let's wrap it. What do we decide about this and what need to be the next steps? Let's go ahead and assign those out to who needs to make those happen. And you can, it helps in the delegating piece because then it's like, okay, we're not going to get any further than this. So what needs to happen next and how, who's going to be in charge of that? What else makes for um, our pitfalls to avoid? I almost got into the positives already. <laughs> I'm just optimistic today, guys. That's I'm right. feeling, I'm feeling froggy. <laughs> Kay, you were going to say something <laughs> earlier. Well, yeah, you just said it. I don't need to say it. <laughs> oh, what, what was it? Um, To have an agenda and have, have your time laid out on the agenda. Oh, so your so your um, neg your negative was not to have an agenda. Yeah, to yeah. not have an agenda. And and the other thing that the the time on it also does, because let's all be honest. I mean, there's that one person that loves to dominate a meeting or a podcast. I mean, a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I was teasing because you took my answer. Um, I feel attacked. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know those people right that love yep. to dominate a meeting and so if you, then it's not you it's not your fault it's the agenda's fault oh oh you know we need to move on now because yeah to stay on track and so um i i think that helps so a pitfall is to allow someone to um dominate or to um derail a meeting yep. um is um is not helpful whatsoever what, so, what, um, and I love to 
also real quick because I was going to then thought when you were talking and I was like, oh, um, having um, action items at the end. Um, And then you said that. But I think um, uh, not having action items because then why why should I come back to your meeting next time if I don't have anything to bring? Um, And so I think those action items keeps everyone connected and um, gives purpose. So I think having, you know, having purpose to, to that agenda is very important. Um, So that's. I I was going to ask what, what, this is a bit of a tangent, but it's connected. Do you have any tips, either one of you for, for how do you deal with the dominant the chatty Kathy or, or chatty Chris for that matter. I'll just use my own name. <laughs> um, that, that talks too much. I mean, cause that's, the, that, there's an art there because you want to, you, as the leader, you cannot, you cannot allow that person only to speak, but you also have to, um, the art of that is how do you uh, do that in a way that doesn't become uh, offensive to that person you right. know, by shutting them down because then they shut down because right. you want their input. Right. You just don't want all of their input. Right. Any tips to deal and with I, that? I think by saying, you know, Chris, I, um, I appreciate you, your willingness to share, but I want to hear from someone who we haven't heard from yet. Yeah. Yep. And, and you can, um, if there is, especially if it's a group that you meet with often and you know the chronic abusers mm-hmm. of the overshare, um, <laughs> then you could set up like in in the plan for the meeting, hey, each person gets to speak to three things until everybody has shared or, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so like it is lined out beforehand and you say, thank you, you know, we'll get to you later or whatever it might be, but there could be some, um, some kind of ground rules there. Good parameters is helpful. Yeah, for sure. Parameters. Good word. That, that may be a a segue into kind of shifting from the negative side to the positive things. Yeah. What, what are some things that you can put in place that will help create a, a good meeting? And so I think having some rules of engagement, some ground rules, Mm-hmm. Um, parameters, whatever you want to call them, um, and, and an agenda a, ahead of time. Well, yeah, an yes. agenda ahead of time helps that. I'm thinking like even even if yeah, because just like rather than just just blaming it on the agenda, particularly if you can figure out a way at the first meeting. Let's just say it's a, a committee that you may have turnover every year. Um, you know, spending some time that first me- on the agenda of the first meeting of that group, that new group, even if it's just three people out of the 10 that are new, either reviewing or setting new ground rules. And mm-hmm. I think the more you can have, mm-hmm. rather than you as a leader coming in with, these are the ground rules, you may yeah. have a couple of examples and, and you may have some in the back of your mind that you think would be good, but allow them say, what, what, what do you need? The, the question we that I, that I have asked often doing this kind of work is, in order for you to feel comfortable and safe, maybe, maybe too mm-hmm. strong a word in order to share and feel a part of this, what, what rules or, or, or ground or parameters can we put in place that are going to create a space that you feel most, um, uh, most comfortable in sharing, you know, and letting them do that. Because then not only can you say we, we to, to that chatty Kathy or chatty Chris, 
you can you can say to them not just hey we've got to get on to the next agenda item but if they are dominating and and one of the ground rules is allowing um all voices to be heard then you can say okay you know one of our you can say hey one of our ground rules you know or parameters is we want to hear from other voices mm-hmm. so who else has input on on this on this um on this issue that's that's good what else mm-hmm. makes for a good mm-hmm. what other kind of things make for good meetings I think even uh, just thinking about the way the room is set up and that it is comfortable, you know, if you're in like hard folding chairs in a circle and people are supposed to be writing stuff down, like that's not the best way if you could have tables or, you know, just think about the space and who is going to be there and what would be the most comfortable. um, Because when people are physically uncomfortable, that's going to make the whole meeting more difficult too. Yeah, find the balance there because you want to be comfortable, but you don't want to be so comfortable to sleep. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to um, have uh, recliners, recliners for everyone. <laughs> yeah, no lazy, no, no. La- no lazy boys. Yeah. yeah, and I would say if you know if you can't help it, it has to be a two-hour meeting because of the agenda. Then make sure there's food <laughs> or water yeah. or you know. Um, for those of us with ADD, we need something to keep our attention, please. Yeah. Some fidgets. Um, no, table. yeah, yeah, something. Seriously. But seriously, yeah. And um, also, food is never a bad thing. It helps us, you know. It doesn't connect. have to be a four-course meal. It was just oh, no. you know, snacks and that kind of thing. Even having, you know, even having candy in the middle of the table or mints mm-hmm. or, you know, something, I think, just... And- Think of hospitality. Yeah. Um, and and Laura mentioned fidgets, but I think that, yeah, I, I can't remember where uh, I had read this and, and seen this, but particularly when you're talking about coming up with, when you're asking folks to brainstorm or do things that are on the creative side, there are those, and I'm one of these people, whether it's ADD or um, I, the, the, you know, having something to tinker with, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Play-Doh mm-hmm. or a fidget spinner or whatever, it could be anything, having those sort of things on the table that says, Hey, look, they're here. If you want to, if, if you find comfort in that, that helps you be creative. I mean, I, 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 I typically do my most creative stuff when I'm, I'm moving, whether that's driving or, or I, I tend to pace a lot. I mean, that sounds weird, but you know, I, I'm up and moving or walking. I, so a lot of times in, in meetings, we start brainstorming. I'll stand up and start walking around, you know. And so, you know, I think the 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 the, the lesson there is, you know, is be know that that not everybody does their best work by sitting around a table. Yes, and that's and, and being stoic. Right. That's right. And, good. and yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot of that from from leading junior high stuff because they never yeah. sit still, you know. But right. even as adults, we're seeing that more and more in folks. Yeah, and, and some I, people doodle and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say along those lines that, you know, that goes along with how people process things. Some yeah. people mm-hmm. may have to repeat some things back that have been discussed or ask more follow-up questions, or they need to see it written out. You know, there, there may be different ways of the folks in your group that, um, that work best for them. So just be aware of that. Yeah. And so I think that gets back to this, the space. If you've got, you know, a whiteboard or mm-hmm. the big post post-it notes or, or newsprint um, to help those, because I am the same way when it comes to processes. I, I like to, if I can write them down on a, on a board, then I can, it, it just, it's, it's 
spawns or spurns, which which word it would be right. More creativity and from me to think a little bit differently. Um, and I hate nothing more than having to write on a board in front of people. Kay's the same way, I think, because I'm yeah. always afraid I'm going to misspell something. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. I, I have no problem. I, I screwed up enough in my life, but I'm also a pretty good speller too. So, I I did finish. No, I always I, I always say. I always ask for a um, volunteer because then that's involving someone else there in the meeting go. as well. That's right. <laughs> or at least that's what you said. Two birds. Uh-huh. That's right. That's what I, mean, I, I tell myself. I, I did finish runner-up in my seventh grade spelling bee. In case you're I mean, wondering, that's well, kind look of at a you. big deal. You know what you get for finishing runner-up in the seventh grade spelling bee? Nothing. Not a, a pat thing. on the back. A, a memory mm-hmm. that you can share on a podcast forty <laughs> years later, or thirty-five yeah. years later. And here we are. That's right. Here we are. Um, I, I, I'll add this to a couple of things that, that pop in my mind that I've learned over the years. One is, and we kind of mentioned this to somewhat, uh, to some, to some extent earlier, I think it was Kay, you, you know, as far as in what I've heard this called is cascading, which is at the end of the meeting, um, making a list of this is what we have decided. And this is who's going to be responsible for what between now and the next meeting. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just creating clarity around those things. And what that does, the 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 being clear about what you had decided, it helps people lead the meeting, realizing we did accomplish something. Because sometimes you you have that feeling of what did we accomplish, not because you didn't accomplish something, but just because you didn't realize you accomplished something. Um, right. and, and so that's one thing is, and, and then again, that idea of making sure the next steps are clear and who is responsible for those next steps and by when. Again, I'm I'm a big deadline guy mainly because I'm a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. If I don't have a deadline, I won't ever get it done. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm a firm believer <laughs> in that. Why do today what you can put off to tomorrow? <laughs> um, mentality, which is terrible as a leader, but some folks function like that. And my my wife still gets upset at me. Um, I've been out of seminary now for um, let's see, Cameron's twenty twenty years. Holy crap, that's scary. Um, God, I'm old. Um, but you said it. I know. You're welcome. I, I, well, I just said it because if I didn't say it, y'all would. And I'd rather, beat, I'd rather beat myself up than have y'all beat me up any more than you already do. Um, but, I, I, you know, all, every paper I wrote in seminary, I did. And I, I mean, I would I was up late the night before finishing it up. Now, sometimes I had done some work. Sometimes I hadn't. And it would make her so mad because I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to throw this thing together. And, you know, I fully expected to be a a um you know a, a mediocre paper and I'd get it back and get it age. That makes me so mad. I, you know, Michelle is not like that. She's in school now and she's always ahead. I never work ahead. Same. So so having deadlines is good. Um the other thing I would say too, we, we've kind of danced around this a little bit. And, and I learned this from um another one of Patrick Lencioni's book called, about meetings. I, I don't remember if it was death by meeting or still on those lines. But he talked about the role mm-hmm. of conflict in a meeting. And he said, now, you want to be healthy conflict, not unhealthy conflict. But he talks about even mining for conflict. Hmm. So and what he talks about is that 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 makes the interesting that makes the meeting more interesting and more engaging when people because in order to to engage in conflict, you have to have some level, a, certain, a specific level of um passion i guess for it um one way or the other and if you can tap into that then what happens when you have that healthy conflict you have better answers because 
you're willing to hear uh, the other the other side and 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 kind of um, discuss those things passionately. But again, in getting back to cascading, once you have even if in the midst of that conflict you make a decision as a group and settle on a on a way forward. Once you do that, it's clear to say, look, this is what we decided. Why is that important? Because if we have not been in full agreement in the conflict of coming to that solution or to that way forward, then we know this is what we now have said we're going to do. And we've all agreed to this after having had that healthy conflict. And so then it's this, I used to call it the the all for one, one for all uh, mm-hmm. rule in my youth council meetings was that I want to have the the heated discussion and 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 share those differences in the meeting. But once we make a decision, then we're all going to get on board with that and we're going to support yeah, it. Right. So we, we leave, we can have mm-hmm. all the, all, all the disagreements within inside this meeting, but once we make a decision and move on, then we need to be um, of one accord and, and, and unified in the decisions we've made. And support. Yeah. Support yeah. the decision from here. Yeah. Other, yeah. Uh, otherwise you yeah. get, into, you get into unhealthy conflict post mm-hmm. uh, after the meeting and you have right. what we have so often in the church when you have those um, parking, parking lot, lot discussions. Yeah. 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 For sure. What, what other what points or, or tidbits would you share that um, that might be helpful for our listeners? I, would I don't know. To... I think we've... Oh, uh, go ahead, Laura. No, you're good. Nope. Nope. You. <laughs> well, I would love <laughs> to have some feedback from the listeners about what what experiences you have had or what have made for good meetings i'd love for you to share that in the comments that's a great idea i think as youth leaders too um you know i think there's nothing wrong with doing a little icebreaker or a little fun game together um always have some kind of element of team building and or learning tidbit it doesn't have to be long it doesn't have to take up much time but i think um especially if you're doing like quarterly meetings or something where you're coming together um something that builds your team is important um for sure to incorporate in there and it probably doesn't have to just be youth leaders i think that's good for anyone staff yeah i was gonna i actually was gonna say i think that that's probably a a universal thing because again Mm -hmm. Anything you can do that breaks people out of, I think there is a, um, there is a common perception that meetings are a, a, a necessary, well, a necessary <laughs> means, a necessary means, yeah. and they would do become ho hum, and so anything you can do mm-hmm. is spice it up a little bit, um, right? Which and that's pretty common. Yeah. Which you know things like giving a random fact. Which we do every up. week here to wrap That's up our podcast right. on the Cultivating Ministry podcast. So let me give you guys what my, you got uh, this week there, my Chris. Let fact. me open Google. It involves dessert. All right. What are your favorite desserts, Ooh. ladies? Mm, tiramisu is my very favorite. Wait, what'd you say, Kay? Tiramisu. Oh, my, my gosh. OMG. Is that what this is about? Our dessert random fact has to do with tiramisu. We did not know this. Well, look Do at you that. know what tiramisu translates to in Italian? It is an Italian dessert. Something maybe, uh, maybe something about coffee. Nope. It's it translates to "take me to heaven." 
in Italian. <laughs> wow. This I would is, have to agree with that. Yep, this implies that this heavenly. dish that this dish is so good it would take you to heaven. The Italian dessert is well loved all over the world and has several alternative twists that you can create. Take me to heaven. There you go. So next hey, time that was you, a- next time you're having your tiramisu, think I'm going to heaven. That's right. I will. I think it is. I that's one dessert that I just enjoy every bite of. I think that is a rant to me. That's a random. Like I would have, if you had told me I was going to ask this question, and somebody was going to say tiramisu, I'd have said no chance. Yep, I, I know. See, that's a that's a god moment, right? I don't know. I'm a big <laughs> so I'm a I'm a car I'm a caramel guy, and so my mm-hmm. favorite's a caramel like a mm-hmm. caramel layer cake. Michelle's grandmother before she mm. passed away used to. That She's sounds a, wonderful. Do what? That sounds wonderful. Oh actually. yeah, she I made the, the like the seven layer, those little thin layers, the real thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. my grandmother made those. With yeah. So every so we had this thing every year for our birthday. Michelle's grandmother would she was she catered and and baked a lot, and so she makes all kinds of cakes. And so everybody in our family kind of had their go to, and my so every May she'd make me a seven layer caramel cake for our birthday celebration. Man. And man, I miss those. I miss those cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that was helpful for you. Hey. all. That was, that's a, that's good stuff. I think. And like Laura said, um, by all means, we'd love to hear any other tidbits, anything we left out because, mm-hmm. you know, we're surely not perfect. Um, so if you nope. think you're right, can you, if you can think of a, um, a, a tidbit that is something to avoid or something to include in your meetings that make them go, go better, go well, by all means, share that with us on social media. Uh, you can find us at Cultivate Group, C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group uh, on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, also, visit our website, cultivategroup.org, C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group.org. Um, some great stuff there. You can learn more about us. You can um, sign up for some free coaching if you want that along the way. Um, and uh, we can we'd be more than glad to help any way that we can. As you lead your ministry in whatever con whatever um, context that that is, uh, so thanks for joining us this week on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next time. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast: Strategies, Resources, and Conversations Equipping Leaders to Cultivate Healthy Ministry Environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.